0: Welcome to OCD Whisperer podcast. I'm your host Christina Arlova. I'm an OCD specialist, and I have OCD. I've helped people from all over the world. And the most common thing that I see and hear people with OCD is that they feel isolated, confused about OCD and ERP, and oftentimes misunderstood. There are online self study courses out there with once a month Q and A calls. What I've done is created a Mastering OCD membership to address the two most common questions that I hear. I can't have access, I can't gain access, and I can't afford it. My membership really helps to close this gap. You have weekly live Q&A calls. There's pre-recorded six weeks worth of training. And regardless if you're starting in week one or if you're at the end of week six, you will always have access to live weekly Q&A calls. Living with OCD means being able to have ongoing support and ability to review your foundational training. People often doubt if they can really get better. And the answer is, yes, you can. But you have to put in the work and you get what you put in. So if you are interested in joining, go to that's com forward slash mastering OCD. Thanks so much and see you there. Welcome to OCD Whisperer Podcast. I'm your host, Christina. In today's episode, we're going to talk about control and the role of control in an OCD experience. So a question that I get sometimes is, does OCD control or influence a person to want to control their environment? So the answer is yes, it does. So the best way to understand what this actually means is remember what is OCD. OCD is a doubting disease. It's a neurobiological disorder. It triggers your fear center and your fight and fight response. And so you will then perceive things as threatening and not be able to tell whether something is in fact a real threat or if it's an OCD threat. So what happens then is uh, when you're in your own environment or any other environment with your loved ones, let's say it's a partner or it's a family member or even a friend, and you suddenly happen to be um, facing one of your OCD triggers or hooks and that person that's in your environment suddenly let's say you know engages with an item or goes to a certain place in the room or does something in a manner that isn't quite what you'd like because you ultimately are not wanting to get triggered. So what can happen is when a person is just doing whatever they typically would do, if they happen to step on kind of a hot zone for you and you haven't had treatment and you're not quite sure what's going on, you may very well have a really big reaction. And it can look like um, having an angry outburst. It can look like um, yelling and fighting with the person. Um, It can look like you getting really just upset and sad, or even maybe sometimes feeling like you're having a breakdown and you might not even understand what's happening. And the person that's in the experience with you might not understand what's happening. So it is important to know that because of the way that OCD works, it's really common that folks are going to want to um, basically have things be the way that they want them to be, and so that's where this whole notion of wanting to control your environment, which can include people, it can include your actual home and how your home is, um, and or again, it can also include other environments that you're in or how you engage with environments. Um, that's where that strong urge and desire can come into play. So the desire to want to control another person... If you haven't had that conversation, they may not understand why did you just get so upset, or why did you just end up in an argument, or why you can't just get get up off the couch or a chair, wherever you are, and just go to the next task or the next activity. And so a big part of that process is kind of twofold. One is the person with OCD um, may not be understanding what's happening to them, and you as the outside observer are also not understanding. And so now when there's this disconnect and discourse, um, it can really increase the amount of um, anger and hurt, um, even maybe feelings of resentment and so on. And so what we want to be able to do is come back to basics, which is one, remember, what is OCD? Now, for those of you who happen to love somebody with OCD, what you need to understand is that loving someone with OCD, in fact, Um, does bring its own set of issues, which is if that person has not had proper training and or education, then that person um, may not even know what's happening to them. So it's not as easy as just saying, well, just stop doing that, or why are you doing that, or just cut it out. If that was the case, um, that would be something that then might um you know the person would might be able to do so a secondary issue that can occur when there's that kind of interaction is the person with OCD will start to feel shame, embarrassment and become really hard on themselves thinking god why can't i just do it it seems like you know it seems like other people are doing it but i just i, I can't do it so something's wrong with me And again, remember, if you've not had the proper training or understanding of what OCD is, it can really be something that takes a toll on a person's self-esteem and confidence because again, you just don't know what you don't know. So I would encourage you, if you are happen to be somebody who loves somebody with OCD, I would strongly encourage you to do a little bit of reading, to do a little bit of education for yourself about what OCD actually is, so that you can also save yourself... Um, this, these extra steps that, that may happen where they cause you frustration because you just want the person to you know, cut it out, so to speak. And understand that this is not personal for either of you. This is something that is happening internally in the way that the brain is processing data and information and what it's, what it's triggering inside, right? So one example I give when I work with families um, or supportive loved ones or spouses is I'll tell them something like, you know, when was the last time that you had the experience where something really caught you off guard? And now imagine that you're in that experience where you got caught off guard and connect to what did you feel in that moment? Typically, you probably felt like your heart started racing really fast. Um, maybe your throat got dry and that you temporarily... Um, weren't really perceiving things accurately, you might have maybe even had a quick flash of something catastrophic run through your mind. Well, if you really connect to that moment and now amplify that moment and imagine that that kind of experience is something that happens in an ongoing fashion and you can't seem to quite be able to grasp it or, um, or take some control over it, because you may, maybe aren't even sure what it is, that's basically what it feels like when somebody is having an OCD flare-up. So if they're in fact in an environment where somebody just did something that triggered them and they've not had the training yet or any treatment, then that person will absolutely react and respond. And in that way, will start to attempt to control The movements that you can make, or the environment, and and what you can do, and how you can do it. So what starts to happen now for the person with OCD is they might have a set of rules, or a set of ways that they'll want you to do things, um, or how you can get in or out of the home, or if you're in the home, um, you know what you kind of have to do before you know having a meal, let's say, or at nighttime. So you want to take a minute to check in with yourselves and see. How am I trying to control my environment or the people in the environment? And when I'm doing that, what is really behind that behavior? Is it really because it's like a one time, you know, kind of preference thing? Because that's different than if it's, oh, it's because I, that really sets me off. I get really anxious. I get a lot of fear cues or obsessive fear thoughts that start to bombard me in my mind, and my anxiety starts to skyrocket, um, and I, I I kind of lose it and I can't and I really don't want to have that experience. And if if that's the case, then I want you to think about that that might be O C D trying to control your space, your environment and the people in it. So This is one of those moments where in order to learn how to work with that, you need to have the proper training. I cannot say this enough. There really is a step-by-step process of going through the, the training of exposure and response prevention, incorporating mindfulness, incorporating values, incorporating acceptance work. And doing this, doing this kind of work and training in order for you to really increase your own self-awareness if you're the one with OCD. But also make sure that when you increase your awareness and start to learn how to how to definitely start to take charge over your experience and how for you to get in the driver's seat versus your OCD continue to be in the driver's seat, you then start to learn how to, how to start to let go of these control strategies that you've engaged in in your environment, probably without even realizing that you're doing it. So if you're listening to this now, that would be my challenge for you is take, take, take you know, 15, 20 minutes, take some time to sit down and really reflect over the last 24 hours or 48 hours, what are those things that you commonly do that you notice are in fact your control strategies, are in fact the different ways that you're trying to make sure that things don't get triggered because you don't want to rock the OCD boat. So make a list, Find out what is that, and if you're listening to this and you happen to be someone who loves someone with OCD, also sit down and do the same exercise and think about what are the things that you experience on your end of the different ways how you feel restricted or ways that you're asked to accommodate um, your loved one, so that then you both can sit down and kind of look at that because there might be things that one side sees that the other doesn't know or the other side sees that the other doesn't know. So this can be a really helpful exercise to help both sides increase your awareness and understanding of what is actually happening. What are you actually doing? And start to recognize and build some awareness around the fact that these different control strategies are most likely being driven by your anxiety and OCD disorder. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next one. Thank you for listening to OCD Whisperer Podcast. If you want ongoing support with live weekly Q&A calls to address your questions about OCD, go to wwwcoreresultscom forward slash mastering OCD.